1: Episode 59 of Three Geeky Ladies. I'm Elisa Paselli and with me today are Suze Gilbert. Hi everyone. And Vicky Stokes. Hello. And happy new year to to the two of you and to all of our listeners. Suze is back from Germany. How was your trip?
0: It was really interesting. Very I had a wonderful wonderful um, 6 weeks there. It was it was just great. Germany was very welcoming. Uh, I actually got a taste for beer which was very new for me because I'm basically a red wine person but um saw a lot of art saw a lot of Bavaria and just you know was really impressed with the architecture and um you know the Christmas markets uh not so much with the food because you know I don't eat four-legged animals but I made out I had I actually had duck for the first time in my life I've never eaten duck before and it was actually very good
1: did you like it I've had it before and I thought it was a little greasy no, yeah,
0: actually, it, this was um, at Weinstefan, which was in Freising, where I I was for the time. And it uh, Weinstefan is the oldest brewery in the world, and dates back to the Middle Ages. And they have a wonderful beer tour there, and also they have a restaurant. And they had you know, so after you do the beer tour, you can do a tasting, or you can just you know eat at the restaurant. And it's very reasonable. And we so we sat there and we ate, and we had a my husband had you know the typical. Um, wiener schnitzel with sausages or whatever and i had i said oh, right. i don't want to have soup and salad all the time i thought i'd try the duck leg and it was in a grand Mignet sauce which was wonderful and it also had they make the best beet dish it's red beets and they put spices in it and it's served hot and i could eat just jugs of that if i was able to i just love beets i really do but it was good. I really enjoyed it very much. Very different from France, but I was glad I ha- was able to have that experience.
2: Mm. Mm. It sounds like fun,
1: Vicky.
0: You're going to Germany, right?
2: Yeah, I, I, I have a I have it planned. I, um, it's not really finalized yet, but I, that's one. It's on the bucket list thing to do this year. <laughs> yeah. nice.
0: I think you like. I think you'll like it. You know, mm. I, I really. There's so much to see. I, I was basically in southern Germany in Bavaria, but you know, I'd like to go up to Berlin and, and be able to see more of northern Germany as well. Yeah.
1: Nice. Well, I did want to mention before we get into our topic today that Vicky and I both got Amazon Fire Sticks.
2: Yes, we did.
1: Vicki, what do you think of it?
2: <laughs> um, as I said to you before, I, I I put it on a TV that only has one HDMI interface. But I also got a sling box to review, and my review will be coming up shortly, uh, which meant that it didn't matter that my cable box wasn't connected. I could actually use the sling box app on the Amazon Fire Stick and watch the TV upstairs. Only issues I have is, I don't know if this happens to you, Lisa, is that it'll suddenly lose connection to my network, and there's nothing going on on my network. Every other device on my network is working just fine. It just stopped working, freeze. I tried, uh, uh, you know, rebooting it, doing all, you know, unplugging it, power power cycling it. It still wouldn't come on. Hours later, I'll flick it on and it suddenly is working. That's very irritating. If it keeps doing that, I'm just going to put it in a drawer. I don't have time for that. I can watch just about everything using my Blu-ray player. Um, But I don't know. Then another thing I noticed is the apps on there don't play well together. I was watching this cooking app. And I tried to uh, watch uh, um, a movie on Netflix, and there was no audio. Then I figured out that other app, that cooking app, had not released the audio. It was like it was still, when I got hmm. out and went back to home, I could still hear the cooking uh, app playing. So I ended up having to delete that app, and then Netflix audio came back. So it, it's just, it's not, I don't know if it's quite ready for prime time, um, at least in terms of the apps and how to interact with each other.
1: Hmm. The only problem that I had with the Fire Stick is I wanted it specifically for my TV in the kitchen. So rather than watch Netflix on my iPad if I was eating dinner by myself, if my husband was working or something like that, I could just use it on the TV. Well, the TV is from 2008. It has one HDMI port. I plug it in, nothing, absolutely nothing. Nothing happens. I plug it into a different TV, works great, set it up, called Amazon, called Sharp, which is a Sharp TV, and it turns out what I, my greatest fear is that it was a dead HDMI port.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Never knew that because I never used the TV before, you know, for mm-hmm. with, with the HDMI port. So I did what most people would do. I bought a new TV. <laughs> <laughs> I decided since my son's room has still had a big CRT TV. I figured let's just get that TV out. And that TV has got to be 25 years old anyway. We got rid of that TV. I put the kitchen TV up in his room because he's not here anymore. He just comes home to visit. So he has a TV up there. And I just went to Best Buy, bought a new TV, put in the Amazon Fire Stick. Works great. The only issue I have with it is that because of the size, I wish you didn't have to plug it into the wall outlet. Yeah. That yeah. to me takes away from the portability.
2: Yeah.
1: But otherwise I've been watching Netflix and Amazon Prime video. And it's been great. I've been Vicky,
0: have you been putting like a seashell in the port? Like Gary Busey?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why it's not working. <laughs> no, but I, I did where you were going. <laughs> I did get the I did get the audio uh remote and it sometimes does not work at all. So fortunately, I have the other remote because, I mean, not that the, the audio part would work. It's, it's just that the remote won't connect and do anything. And then suddenly they'll stop working again. So it's a, it's a weird thing. And I also was never able to download the updates for those remotes.
1: Hmm.
2: That would not connect to the network to do that. But I can connect and download apps and do all that stuff. But it just would not, you know, connect to that server and download the update. So I'm having issues. don't know why. What's,
1: what's nice is it already comes uh, with your Amazon ID already set up. Yeah. So you don't have to go through that. You're all, all ready to watch Amazon. So I just had to put my name and password into Netflix. Mm-hmm. Now, Netflix did drop once. I turned it on and it said, sign in. I'm like, really? I've never had to sign in more than the first time on my Roku boxes. Mm-hmm. So I did have to sign in the other day into Netflix. So I don't know what was going on there. It wasn't like it'd been six months since I'd watched it. And even when it's six months, if I've watched it on my Roku box, I don't need to sign in again.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like once I'm signed in, I'm done. Yeah. But otherwise, I've been really happy with it. Plus, they're getting—they're uh, supposed to be getting sometime this year HBO Go.
0: What's well, HBO Go? Because I don't get HBO, so I don't. It,
1: well, yeah, we just canceled HBO, but we'll be getting it back when Game of Thrones starts. HBO Go is that is a, is a separate app, so that if you can't watch, uh, say, Game of Thrones on your TV, you can watch mm-hmm. it on your iPad. Oh, okay. Or on your yeah. Roku
2: box, or but Apple for TV, for, or whatever. it's for subscribers. But they, this, I think, they're coming out with a online subscription only HBO also. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So
1: what you would do in the meantime, Suzanne, is if you had HBO go, you would just sign in with your name and password on your internet provider. Mm-hmm. And then you can watch it. So like uh, a lot of times I've watched um, the newsroom that way mm-hmm. I'll watch, you know, I would watch the walking dead live. And then as soon as the walking dead was over, then I would go watch the newsroom on my iPad.
0: I have to say that this um, Christmas, my husband, well, we always get Christmas money, you know, from relatives. And so, Money. You know, your, a, your relative gave yeah. you
2: money. Yeah, we get cold, cold hard cash, sweetie. Whoa! <laughs> I want I'm your sister. Remember? <laughs> yeah. <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: my husband didn't know what to get. I already knew what I was going to get. I've got a new Wacom um, Bluetooth tablet to work, you know, um, on the Mac with Photoshop and Illustrator and um, Pixelator, all that stuff, and I really love it. it Wac- Wacom did a great job with this. But he ended up – we didn't know what to – he said, I just don't know, you know, what to get. So we had gone to the mall, and I had seen them at the Apple stores, but it's a Bose mini Bluetooth speaker. Mm -hmm. And so we were at the Bose store at the mall. um, They had iPads – excuse me, iPhones already hooked up to it with, you know, Pandora or iTunes, you know, uh, radio. And it, we, because my husband and I really like bass, you know, we really like a lot of bass and actually it didn't do too bad. It doesn't have a bass boost. It doesn't really have any um, controls as far as that, but the sound was really impressive and it's very small and it's all Bluetooth. So, you know, you can put it, you can bring it outside, you can put it, bring it wherever you want to. And it's great because, you know, I, during the day I can listen to my playlist, you know, from my iPhone and he can listen to his, or if we want to put it on Pandora, so that was really a good little, um, purchase. So it's the Bose. If people are, are thinking about it, that we're very, very happy with it. And it's so small. You can put it anywhere. That's what's nice about it, but it really has some nice sound to it.
1: Hmm. That sounds like the one my brother told me he got.
0: Yeah. Does he like it? Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, loves I
1: it. What'd you say? It's the
0: bows. What? It's a mini Bluetooth, um, it's a little Oh mini- it's not the
2: sound bars like just a. uh
0: No 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 it's not a sound yeah, bar. It's yeah. smaller it's small, but it's mm-hmm. it's it's a you know, it's a speaker. Mm-hmm. It's you can we got it through Amazon, but because <laughs> um, it's the same price on Amazon as Bose. They're all, I think it's one ninety
1: nine. That's exactly it. My brother got it on Amazon for one ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As,
0: yeah, it's really nice. I, I enjoyed that. I love I love tech stuff now. You know, it's so funny because years and years ago, I don't know how you guys changed, but my husband say, you know, what do you want? Do you want perfume? You know, would you like jewelry? It's just give me tech. Mm-hmm. Give me an Apple card. Give mm-hmm. me just tech stuff. You know, I I think I'm I'm cheaper
1: now. <laughs> Maybe not. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think a Pandora bead is cheaper than. Uh... <laughs> a new iMac. (laughs) Oh, that's true. So what we wanted to talk about today to start the new year uh, is share with you some of our favorite podcasts that we like to listen to. Last summer, we talked about some books that we liked. This year, we want to start out with our favorite podcasts. And in the future, we're going to be talking about our favorite TV shows and movies. Not necessarily what's current, but what we like Over the course of time, shows that we like to watch again and again, we did a whole episode on Breaking Bad, which we won't mention again, but just shows that we think are are really, really good. So before we get into our favorite podcast, I just want to mention that if you, the listeners, would like to give us your two cents, tell us what movies you like, tell what TV shows you like, we would love to share them with the rest of the listeners. So you can get in touch with us at 3geekyladies.com with the number three spelled out. All our information is there as far as our email, our Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus community. We would love to share that with the rest of the listeners, not just what we like, but what you like. So back to our favorite podcast, Suze. Well, when I was in
0: Germany, um, I think I told you both that Netflix had, um, it really doesn't work well in Europe. Um, and I don't know how other places it works well. And, but I could stream German movies, but they weren't in English subtitles, so I was out of luck. So I started to get involved with this serial podcast. I thought, well, you know, it, it was number one on um, the iTunes store. And I thought, well, maybe I'll listen to this. I thought, well, I'll just listen to the first episode. Well, after the first episode, I was just totally hooked, and I binge listened to it as much as I could. And, to, and every Thursday, I was waiting for the new to download the new episode, it really draws you in. And what Serial is about is that Sarah uh, Sarah Koenig. Um, for those that, that haven't listened to it, she is a uh, writer for um, This American Life. She is part of that podcast, which I'll talk about early uh, later. Excuse me. And this kind of fell in her lap, and this is basically about a an old murder case. Um, that happened in 1999 it was about it was basically um, a friend of uh, Adnan Saeed who was um, it, it, indicted for homicide uh, for killing his ex-girlfriend uh, Hey Lee <clears throat> and the sentencing process which he is doing a life sentence and it was about the whole trial and one of um, Adnan's friends uh, his sister was an attorney and she had had all this information in her trunk, and she just wanted somebody to take to look at it with fresh eyes because she had some serious concerns about it. So Sarah did, and basically, I think she did a really interesting and uh, job about with this case as far as investigative journalism. So the first episode basically sets up the case for you, and it, it you know it, it basically. Exp- uh, talks, she talks about Heyman Lee, she talks about Adnan, um, because Adnan is a Pakistani American. And then it goes into the trial. And in the meantime, she's also conversing, you know, via a global link, a uh, telelink through the prison with Adnan. So you hear from Adnan throughout this whole series. Now he, from what I understand about the podcast, is that some people would actually give him transcripts about it. But, you know, people have definite, um, it's very polarizing this case. Some people feel he that he did do it. And, of course, there are a lot of people that feel he didn't do it. There was really no physical evidence. It's basically one of Adnan's friends, good friends, this Jay Wilds, who was there, um, it's, it's basically said that Adnan had killed his girlfriend, so it's a lot of circumstantial evidence, but he was convicted and he is serving a life sentence. And during the podcast, I don't want to spoil it for anybody if they haven't listened to it, but in somewhere in the podcast, the Innocence Project gets involved. And I think right now where it stands, and Sarah did mention this in her last podcast, that um, they are asking for DNA uh, to evidence to be tested. But it just is amazing to me is that you have, and I'm not sure the racist elements that came in, uh, involved in here, because, uh, you know, there was, there were, to me, there was some prosecutorial, prosecutorial um, malfeasance as far as they paid, you know, the prosecutor paid for Jay's uh, attorney, and I guess that's not supposed to be done. So you just wonder if that, that it was just a rush to judgment that, you know, they didn't have any physical evidence. Uh, Adnan Syed has basically stated vehemently that he did not do it, that he had no um, ill feelings towards Heyman Lee. Heyman Lee's family did not want to comment on it. So Sarah did try to track them down, but they did not give her any information about Heyman Lee. So basically it is one sided as far as you're hearing, you know, Adnan's version of things, but of course, um, you don't hear from uh, Heyman Lee's family, but it's, Sarah is a very, she has a very mesmerizing voice. Um, I think she does, you're in this journey with her, which is interesting because as she has the, as she reveals more evidence to you, she has questions. And they're basically the same questions I think that you're asking. Like, man, nobody checked that Best Buy telephone to see if it was really there. There's just some things that are just so um, overt as far as, you know, nobody checked on things that you just can't believe it. I think it's a really highly, um, it's a highly addictive podcast only because and I, it's you have almost this voyeuristic attitude towards it. You know, like I, I had mixed feelings about it because I'm thinking about this poor girl, you know, she was murdered um, and they found her in a shallow grave. And the, but again, the person that found her, the, the cops really never did anything with, I guess they, you know, just ruled him out, but you know, his story, his version of things seemed kind of iffy. Uh, Jay's version of things seems kind of iffy. There's, there's almost at the end of the podcast, you actually have more questions than you do answers, but it's still a very, um, you know, uh, interesting concept as far as a podcast. I think this is the first time a podcast has ever dealt with this, literally an investigative journalistic podcast about a a, a old homicide but also is it entertainment that's the question is am I being entertained by a homicide but I'm thinking probably not because this is no difference than maybe 2020 or Dateline when they kind of have questions about a previous killing or homicide or a cold case and they go back and they investigate it. This time it's just in, a, um, in an audio rather than a visual. They do have a website. Uh, the Serial Podcast has a website that you can actually look at some of the evidence that they have scanned out into it. But um, yeah, I I think it's definitely worth a listen to. I really, really was interested in it. And I I still am wondering because the ending, it's only 12 episodes. And I'm wondering what's going to happen if Sarah uh, will come back sometime and revisit this in season two of Serial. She said she's, I don't know, they did get money um, to have a second season. I don't know if she'll be doing something like this again, but um, if she will have continuous (laughs) updates on the Saeed case. So
1: definitely worth listening to Mm -hmm. Serial. And binge listening. Yeah. There's a lot of characters And and when you wait, when you wait a week to listen, sometimes you think, oh, wait a minute, Jay, he was the friend. Oh, yeah. You know, a, a lot of people like Jay, you can remember because he was mentioned every single episode. It was maybe the girlfriend three episodes ago that you think. Exactly. Wait a minute. Who, who, wait, was that? Wait, whose, whose girlfriend was that? You have to keep. Yeah, you
0: have to keep. But, you know, Jay was not credible. He was not a credible character. Oh, not at all. I, and he had a reputation for lying. And but again, why did Adnan give him his car and his cell phone that day? And of course, there's always that call to Nisha that they kept bringing up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it could, like Sarah said, it could have been a butt dial. But I, it's And then of course, then in the courtroom, did you have anti-Muslim sentiment at that time? Granted, that was before nine eleven, but still, you know. Obviously, the prosecutors really went back um, on that and talked about honor killings. And Sarah explained, she actually explained about honor killings. And that had nothing to do with it. You know, an honor killing was not uh, responsible for Halen's murder. I think that was pretty conclusive. But, you know, again, she questioned Adnan and her relationship throughout the series, like is he manipulating her? Is he really a sociopath? And she also dealt with that in the last episode as well. I think I just think to me is that this case, I of course I don't know the judicial system because I'm not an attorney and I'm not a judge, but I would think that if there's so many questions and you the the evidence is so shaky and circumstantial. And it's basically he said, she said, then why would they not revisit this? Why couldn't they get an appeal to relook at all the evidence, especially after it has pretty much gone over a microscope with Reddit? You know, I guess Redditors have really been, you know, examining everything. But why wouldn't they, especially where this is a life sentence?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, the the judge said that what evidence is overwhelming. And if Sarah, I mean, Sarah pretty much was very open about all the evidence of the case. What piece of evidence did the judge believe that was overwhelming to convict a young boy and I mean really this he 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 was tried as an adult and he was only 17 you know most people are tried as a a child at that time but still why without you know any uh, hard evidence um why a life sentence that's I mean people have had you know, slap on the wrist. I, I just read something about today where um, there was a uh, in Maine. There was somebody that you know w- had been um, killed two people, vehicular manslaughter, and got six months. So, you know, why this for a life sentence with a very uh, small chance of parole? Really interesting. It was very interesting.
1: And when it's- the sh- and when the show was over, I heard there was some negativity involved with it. One of them, and I don't want to give too much away, but one of them was the episode. It was either the 10th or the 11th episode when Sarah was talking about issues that took place in the mosque when he was younger. Yes. That they felt had nothing to do with, which I totally disagree with. And then the other thing is, I think a lot of people were angry that it didn't come to a set conclusion. Like, yes, I think he's innocent. Yes. I think he's guilty. And she said from the start, "This is not. This isn't about trying to find. This is this is trying to find out what the facts are. Exactly. And this I is not for conceded. yeah, not for I me to conceded. say to you. He belongs in jail. Throw away the key. I,
0: I have to say though, I think uh, you know, that's like if somebody. I mean, it was pretty much petty theft. That a petty theft doesn't make a murder make as a murderer make as far as I'm concerned. What I'm Really interested in is both of. She didn't mention this either, but I did get into it a little bit and investigate it. And the t- one of the um, the cops, one of the the detectives, I shouldn't say cop, I should say detective, that was investigating a case. I think he had to resign from the force for impropriety as far as manufacturing evidence. Blah blah blah. He's down in Florida now. That she never mentioned that. But you know why? Why wasn't that mentioned? As as far as I'm concerned, because it, it seems like it was a rush to judgment. You know, they ended up getting Jay on their side saying, you know, Jay will cut you a deal. And they basically arrested Adnan and, you know, the rest went as it went. But I just don't understand why they took Jay, who had a huge reputation among his friends that he he could not tell the truth. And I don't understand how a jury and again, I wasn't there, but a jury could prosecute um, someone that uh, on on the basis of, of a, you know, a known liar. And what was interesting is when she I don't know if you listen to that part, Lisa, when she was interviewing some of the jurors, they had no idea that Jay was cut a deal.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they also were not they had instructions that they were not to take into account that Adnan was not on the witness stand to defend himself and they did take that into account. I don't know if you remember hearing but they did take that into account. They said why wasn't he up there defending himself if he was innocent? He would have. So that's why to me it's shaky as best uh, about the conviction and why um you know somebody wouldn't be able to appeal that. I don't know. Like I said, more questions than answers, but it mm-hmm. was very it was a very compelling podcast and I would Definitely, I could definitely recommend that to any of our listeners.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. The so Vicky? Oh, okay. Um, let me get to my first one. Um, I'm going to do a shameless plug for one of our fellow podcasts.
1: I was going to say the same thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug, I mean. But go ahead. <laughs> I know. I know. That's,
2: that's your phrase that I stole. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so um, I wanted to talk about the MyMac.com podcast and also the TechFan Fan podcast. Uh, they're all part of the MyMac.com um, um, site. Uh, that's uh, Tim Robinson is our publisher. And, of course, as you know, we all do reviews on that site. Um, but the com podcast is one of the oldest. It was started back in 2004 by Tim Robertson, our publisher, and um, he wanted to just get more information about the Apple Macs out there. And then, of course, that moved, expanded as Apple did into the iPad, iPhone, iPods, and now it's just a pretty much a tech uh, podcast about just about anything related to tech. Um, it's it's now hosted by guy and gas uh, uh, gary um and um it's uh i they, they take things a little lightly if you want just to listen to a show where the the hosts are just Personalities, or they just they joke around. It's sort of like the 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 radio morning zoo show to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is. They're very silly at times, right. and but they do know their tech stuff. So and, and it's fun. Um, and that's one of the first podcasts I listened to, and that's how I got uh, into writing reviews for my Mac by um, just conversing with Guy about some things, and um, I was asked to stop writing for them. And, I'll, and uh, t- Tim used to be one of the um, uh, hosts on the show, and he moved on to his own show, Tech Fan. And they, they're they not really silly. They're, they're It's a very interesting show. Um, they cover all kinds of things. Uh, Tim and De- uh, and David, David Cornwright, um, yes. are, are the hosts of those shows. And of course, you know, the other one I listen to is the Three Geeky Ladies. Us. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that-
1: okay, going going along that vein, um, <laughs> as as far as shameless plug is, well, this isn't the Stoplight Network, but I listen to OWC Radio 2.0, which is hosted by Tim Robertson, mm-hmm. who is, as like Vicki said, the owner of MyMac.com and uh, the Stoplight Network, and I'm not I'm not choosing this one just because it's Tim and I feel like I owe him something. it's because Tim works for OWC. So he started OWC radio and he does mention OWC products but not it's not a commercial for it's, no it's not a one- hour commercial because I don't like podcasts where it's you know 10 minutes of talk and two hours of commercial. He spends a lot of time talking with guests and they run the gamut. He had someone on who was a producer in Hollywood. He's had on people who are teachers. He's had on people who make music. He just had different interesting people that he speaks with about how they use technology to help whatever their career is. And I just found it really interesting to listen to. So OWC radio is Mm -hmm. one that, that I liked. I think we're back to you, Susie. Well,
0: again, when I was in, uh, you know how there's a, um, a little blurb in the Grinch where his heart grew two sizes too big? <laughs> well, the next podcast makes my brain feel like it's growing two sizes too big. And that is the podcast, uh, Stuff You Missed in History Class. Ah, I love that. It's, oh, fabulous, fabulous podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, the hosts are Tracy B. Wilson and Holly uh, Frey, and they uh, work for How Stuff Works. And they took over this podcast. And if you if you download Stuff You Missed in History class and you go to the feed, you're going to see years of just, um, you know, different subjects. And it's just, it runs a myriad of subjects. You're just people that love art history or medical history and American history and European history. I mean... They do a, a lot of wonderful research, and they are very listenable. I mean, they have a very very good rapport with each other. And sometimes if the subject is just particular meaty, they will um, make a part one and part two. And I have been just working my myself through some of these subjects, and oh my gosh, they re- it's it's just really, really interesting. I love this Edna St. Vincent Millay, and I find that now when I go walking, I usually put my uh, iPhone or my iPod on stuff you missed in history class because I just have to wade through everything. But you know, even one about Rosa Parks and the Montgomery um, bus incident—that was absolutely interesting. And you know, like I said, their research I think is uh, spot on. You know, they have they have questions and they answer the questions to themselves. And they if they are skeptical about something, they try to delve a little deeper. Uh, The Voyage manuscript had me going for a long time. I had no idea about that. And it's basically this manuscript that uh, uh, came into being um, er earlier, uh, late 19th century, I think. And it's just indecipherable. And I had to go on Google Scholar, and they turned me on to Google Scholar, which is a great little thing. And it's just fabulous. Um, It really makes you... Want to investigate a little bit more in, in these subjects yourself, you know? So I highly recommend. Do you, you listen to it too, Vicky? You yes, listen to I do. To Sub- I, do. I, I, how long, I love it.
1: How I, long are the episodes approximately?
0: About a half hour. Okay. I mean, you can listen to a bunch of them in, in an hour. You know, if you do an hour walk, you can listen to two podcasts. And, you know, there's might be like they have algebra roots, the uh, roots of algebra. I thought yeah but you know um they have they update things too so say for instance you know if they did like the voyage manuscript they did an update because they had done a podcast on that like a year ago and some new findings came into being so they'll do an update blackbeard they did a, a thing on blackbeard they updated that but you know they talk about forensics and historical um you know, they have like historical episodes you might have not known about it, like um, the great the Irish potato famine. It's, it's just a great podcast. I think you'll really like it.
2: Well, it's my turn next. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, my next one is, um, by the way, I do love that show, um, a podcast of Suze. And one of the things that really turned me on to it is that I hate the fact that I hated history in school. Because it didn't feel (laughs) authentic. It felt silly and stupid, sort of like, to me, the things that were in the book sound like fairy tales. Um, He never tells a lie and, uh, you know, things like that. Come on, you know, uh, people are human, you know, and they make these our uh, forefathers bigger than life. And they weren't. And their flaws were what made them, made it interesting. Um yes. and so I, it turned me off, and I, it it bore down to just remembering numbers, not interesting stories. Um, and you would you you get a sense of pride about your country when you know the true history, the things that these people went through uh, to accomplish what they did, uh, the risks they took. You know, it, it's a shame that uh, that that our, our history books, in, at least in high school, are nothing but a bunch of lies, made up stories. You know um it's it's a shame that's all i have to say
0: that I that's because si- mm-hmm. they make it look they make it fun and yeah. also before i, I- and, and they have a. I meant to m- mention this. I'm sorry. Um, the website is mistinhistory. dot com. One word: Missed in history. Mm-hmm. You can download the podcast through there. You can look at the blog because they delve deeper yeah, into some do. of the topics. Yeah. And you can you can put um, you can write to them and say you know I'd like you to cover this topic. Yeah. And you get to know more a little bit about Tracy and Holly. But like I said, they make they make history fun. You yeah. want to
2: listen to yeah. them. Yeah, you want yeah. Learn to learn. They it, have six so. over six hundred episodes. Yeah, yeah, lots of fun. Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh so I'm going on to my new favorite. I just started listening to this a couple of weeks ago. So, um, I'm so little, I don't know everything about it, but, uh, it's Star talk radio. Uh, it's hosted, is uh, hosted by the astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's like my new, um, um, astrophysics, a crush, I guess. <laughs> <Here> I am. <laughs> I mean, if, you, if you're gonna pick, an astrophysicist to like and, and have a crush on, he's he's the one that to, to go for. <laughs> um, but his show is the. I most have a crush on him. I do too. <laughs> I, I have a, I have a crush on intelligent people in general. It's just 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 makes me just go crazy. Uh, and and the fact he's, that he's he takes something so that could be so dry because I'm not remotely interested in space, but I'm listening to this podcast because it's fun. It's like it's dubbed as the only uh, commercial radio program devoted to all things space. And he bridges that pop culture and science thing uh, and it's, he, puts, he makes it funny. He makes it um, just clear. You understand what's going on. Um, and um, just anybody, somebody who, uh, who's just remotely interested in just listening to him, like me, or to somebody yeah, who's really into the, yeah, interested in the space, he touched us things such as space travel, the future of Earth and the environment. He covers new news stories that are going on in in um, the uh, that field, and he is joined each week by with a comedian a co-host or celebrity, a special guest. So it's it's just like a, a it's a talk show. It's a, called Star Talk Radio, and it's completely about um, space and uh, space travel and all kinds of extraterrestrial life the big bang theory all that kind of stuff that you associate with that area that you know absolutely nothing about you learn and they're on season 5 now so uh, thank you Vicky because you know I love him in cosmos
0: I'm so glad I they resurrected too. cosmos yeah yeah and I went to see Interstellar, I've seen it twice, and I'm telling, and I know Neil deGrasse Tyson had said that out of all the sci-fi movies, um, he felt that dealt with the gravitational pull of the planets and the dimension of time um, and black holes really, really well. Mm -hmm. And so that made me like it even more, knowing that he gave it kind of his blessing. Yeah. But I did not know about Star Trek talk radio because you know i i've ordered a couple of uh, neil degrasse tyson's books and he doesn't narrate them mm-hmm. and to me part of his intrigue is just he his voice his mm-hmm. booming voice and how yeah. like you said he can explain such complex topics mm-hmm. to a lay person and yeah. not make you feel stupid at all yeah you know?
2: and i'm boring the hell out of you you know <laughs> because yeah. I, I have, have absolutely no interest in space until i start listening to him you know I don't even like space movies. You know, I'm not a Star Trek fan. I'm not any of that. You know, I'm not that kind of a geek. (laughs) Um, And but I really do like uh, listening to how he presents stuff, breaks it down. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, thank you. I did not know about this. I'm just download. I'm starting to download them as we speak. I'm thrilled because I really like it very much. And I was thinking, oh, I'm going to rewatch Cosmos. But no, yeah. I'll, I'll listen to this podcast. Yep. My my brain is going two sizes too big. <laughs> I'm going to need a bigger scalp. I need a bigger scalp.
1: <laughs> well, the one th- podcast that I like to watch every week, and I have been a subscriber since I think 2006, 2007. And it's been around since about 2005. And that's Screencasts Online. It is the one podcast that I pay for every year. And when the bill comes due, I gladly send over my money, which in fact I just paid for it a couple weeks ago. This is by Don McAllister. And if you are not familiar with him, he does a weekly tutorial, one for the Mac and one for iOS. You can buy one or the other or both and I do get both and what he does occasionally he'll have a guest uh, come in like if he goes on vacation or something but pretty much he does them and with your subscription you also get a screencast online magazine once a month which will have articles written by other people and it will have all the tutorials inside the magazine in a quick time form so that you could just watch it through the magazine. But he talks about when Yosemite came out, he talked about how to install it, the changes in Yosemite. He talks about the updates for the iOS applications for um, when iOS 8 came out. The most recent one, he talked about GarageBand for iOS and ScreenFlow. He talked about, Suzanne, you'd like this one, our Text. He just, you know, so they, they talked about, uh, actually, Allison Sheridan did that one, but they talked about how, you know, how to install it, how to look at all the different components of a particular application and how to use it and how would you use it in the real world. I find it, I mean, there's certain things that I just have no interest in. For example, parallels. I don't run that. So, that didn't make any you know I, that that wasn't anything for me but he talked about overcast when it first came out he talked about uh, rapid weaver uh, screenflow how to use that uh, how to create documents with clarify um, just you know how to use evernote just you go to the website without signing up and you can look at the full list of every single screencast that he's done keynote only outliner uh, MailPilot, Keynote, um, OneNote for iOS, TeamViewer, Launch Center Pro, iMovie, Mavericks, um, let's see, Pages for iOS, iWork09, Getting Ready for Mavericks, we're going way back now, OnePassword, Carbon Copy Cloner, the camera and the photo apps in iOS 7. So you can see through the history of the different things that he's done and it also the the website also has a forum so if you have a question or a comment about something there are other members that you can speak with maybe answer your question or if you have a show idea that you'd like him to do you can you know send him an email or you can put it in the forum and discuss it so you're looking at under $100 a year to have both of them but it's it's well worth it it's and you have access to all the shows in the past once you sign up. So even if you sign up now for the first time, you will have access to all the previous shows that he's created. So I think if you are someone who wants, you know, a little tutorial of how to use a particular application, whether it's on your Mac or your iOS device, you should be looking into screencasts online. I said, I've been a member since I think 2006 and it's well worth the money. And it's the only podcast that I pay money for. So that's
0: that. Well, I used to listen to NPR years ago, you know, but I don't listen to the radio that much. I use, if I do, it's classical, um, you know, when I'm in my studio or just, you know, like I said, I'll just put on, you know, my iPhone with, you know, my playlist or something. So I know some people are probably going to do a a face palm on this, but I just get into this American life (laughs) and I, I'm trying to play catch up. Um, it's hosted by Ira Glass, uh, who has, again, a very wonderful sonorous voice. And, um, it's pretty much, I would say a nonfiction, uh, podcast. They do have, uh, you know, essays. It's, it's, I would say it's more esoteric. It's just, you don't know what the subject is until, you know, you download that particular, uh, week's podcast. One of my favorites though, um, uh, that I listened to, and I don't know. Are you both this American Life yep. uh, aficionados?
2: Yep i no. took it I took no. it off the uh, the list because I saw you already had it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Vicky, you know which one I really loved. It was uh, it was I think it
0: was back from oh two thousand one, and the um, they had this man Adam Beckman. And he told this story, and it was a long story, but it was absolutely mesmerizing about this abandoned house in New Hampshire. And of course, some, you know, I'm from Maine, so I was really hooked on that. But I just loved the way that this whole story—that um, was this was probably my, I think my third episode listening to this American Life. I went back and I listened to this one. I highly recommend. It's called "A House on Moon Lake," and that one is definitely worth a listen to. Hmm. I just love the way that you just don't know how it's going to end. You know, you kind of are on this ride and they, you know, they had one about a car dealership. I had no idea where that podcast was going, (laughs) but it's so interesting. It's just like real American people. You know, Mm -hmm. when they interview, it's like real people, you know, it's uh, not celebrities necessarily. I have been really engaged with this American life. I'm a couple podcasts behind now, so I've got to get caught up this week. Um, but I would, if you haven't tried it, uh, definitely try, uh, This American Life. It's, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, it's produced by Ira Glass, Sarah Koenig, who did cereal as one of the producers as well in this, along with the uh, numerous others. And it's from WBZ in Chicago,
2: right? Yep. Uh, yep. Mickey? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. They do a lot of very, very good. They do cereal also, of course. Yeah. Yes, And you can exactly. donate money um, to, you know, it's a public broadcast uh, station. So they take uh, donations from their viewers. So,
0: and, yeah. You know, I just feel like I'm waking up, uh, you know, I'm getting involved with podcasts. I know that's highly embarrassing since we have a podcast.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> but- I, I don't really <laughs> listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, and um, I don't, actually don't listen to This American Life on, as a podcast. I actually listen to the show. And I've been listening to it for years, but I know I miss a lot of them, so I might go back and start listening to them via the podcast. So that's that's. Uh, You know,
0: I I think I'm turning. You know, I listen to music so often that now it's actually like with the podcast that we're touching base on this particular on our podcast, like you know with Serial and you know um, of course Star Talk. I'm definitely going to listen to that, but you know I'm always thinking about, you get tired of listening to music every time you're out walking or on your bike or something. And now podcasts are just, they're my thing. I just mm-hmm. really, uh, love listening to them. I just love the fact that it's opening up interest that I ne- I might not necessarily be interested in, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of, I, I like the fact it's opening my mind.
2: Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my next one is also another NPR, uh, <laughs> uh, show. Um, but this is with W H Y Y FM in Philadelphia, and it's called Fresh Air. Um, uh, Terry Gross is the uh, uh, host of the show, and each week um, it, it it broadcasts is about conversations that she has with um, different people. Uh, it'll be about books, or it could be about uh, movie stars, or she is a talk show. And um but it's a very intimate conversation that she has with them. It's like she's sitting in her living room and you're you're, you're one of the guests. And I've learned a lot about different people just by watching it, listening to that show. It is fabulous. Um uh one of the shows, let me find it. Oh god, I had it written down. Uh, fresh sure. air. Um that gosh, what was it? Oh my goodness. Um Well, she has all kinds of people on there. She has comedians, she has uh, movie stars. But some of my favorites are uh, the authors of different books. I've been turned on to a number of good books uh, and authors that I uh, admire. Just hearing how they come about uh, with their ideas and how they um, decide on – how they're going to move with those characters or how they identify with the characters in the book. Um, she asked the questions that you would probably ask. Uh, I I've never seen a show where I go, why the heck didn't she get go further into this? It, it's a very, very good show. It's about an hour long, I think. Um, but the podcasts are, are slightly shorter because they're, you know, of course there's no cut off from to commercials and stuff like that. Um, but uh, it's been on for a number of years. It's a very, very good show, and I thought uh, periodically I will look up and see um, some, some of the old uh, uh, previous ones that I missed because uh, I'm not always in the car when that show's on. I know we listen to it in my car, and I, check, I go and look at the podcast and see what I missed, and if it's interesting to me, I download it. Um, I like it. It's a very good, uh, highly acclaimed uh, show. It's been around a long time. You know, I
0: tried to listen to it when I was drinking. I, I don't know. I found that she was, she was okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to give it another try. I yeah. definitely need to get it. I think she was interviewing. Oh, she was interviewing somebody, and it just seemed to drag on. And she
2: was, I, you know, uh, I, I don't always. I'm not always interested in everybody that she interviews, but. Um, you know every now and then it' it'll be somebody that she's every, I know nothing about, and I go, "Oh, I need to read that book. oh, I need to see that movie uh and uh, it's, it's it's interesting i i that's the way it's some one of the ways I keep up with what's going on because i I get sidetracked on stuff, and half the time I don't know what's a good movie because I don't really go to the movies you know, <laughs> I don't know what's good music and um, and what's what's happening in the music world because I only listen to certain kinds of music. You can really isolate yourself. So sometimes I listen to talk shows or I watch the late night shows so I can see a glimpse of what's actually going on in pop culture that might interest you. And that's one of the shows that it crosses all kinds of areas, not just books, anything to deal with entertainment and um, um, pop culture. Well, Vicki, this next
1: podcast is for you. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. So I think you need to start... Watching this show as soon as we're done. Right oh, through,
2: I know what it is too.
1: <laughs> I look watch a list. listening. I look watch. at the list. What? As, as listeners know, I am a knitter <laughs> as well as uh, Suzanne, <laughs> and I do listen and watch. A lot of knitting podcasts. I prefer to watch them because you can actually see what they're making. Okay. And the one that is really good if you're interested in this is called The Knit Girls. And Girls is spelled with three L's. (laughs) The reason is because the host are named Laura, Leslie, and the third person, unfortunately, for whatever reason had to back out prior to the first podcast. And her name began with an L also. And at that point they had already titled it and bought the domain and so forth. So it's the new girls with three L's. What I like about them is these two women are best friends. They're from Mississippi, but, and they used to record in Leslie's house. So they would sit by side, side by side. Well, Leslie had a job change and now lives in New Jersey. So they record, um, I'm not sure what what they use for recording, but you can see both of their pictures uh, next to each other on the video. And neither one of them claim to be the be all and end all, you know, ask me the question and I can give you the answer and don't listen to anybody else. They admit that they don't know everything there is to know and that they make mistakes, but they're very conversational. They're very laid back. They they talk about the yarns that they just purchased, projects that they're working on, uh, how they screwed up a project that they're working on, and either had to rip it out or start all over again, or how they fixed the project to make it work right. They do book reviews, and one of the things I like about their book reviews is a lot of podcasts. It's similar to technology. If you listen to a lot of or watch a lot of technology podcasts, you'll hear the new the new iPhone six is out, and you hear. 20 different reviews on 20 different podcasts. Well, it's the same with the knitting. When a new book comes out, Interweave Press or Cooperative Press will send all the different knitting podcasters their book and say, here, review it. What I like about their reviews, whether you agree with it or not, is irrelevant, it is, uh, doesn't matter. What they do is they actually review the book. I've had, you know, listened to podcasts where they'll say, and they make this scarf pattern and I don't like it in blue, I like it better in green. Well, that's not a review. You're just saying, (laughs) I like this color better than that color. Mm -hmm. What the knit girls do is they explain. Why is this good? Well, this is good because the photography, you can actually see what the pattern looks like. You can see what it looks like on the person. You know, the, the pattern is written clearly. You know, they may not like the pattern, but at least it's written clearly so people can understand it. Or, you know, this pattern is just written so poorly, I have no idea what they're talking about. So when they do review... At the end of the review, you know if this is something you'd like to buy or not. In fact, I've got a book coming next week that I watched their review and I ordered it from uh, Amazon and so the book is coming next week because they reviewed it in a way that I can understand if this is something that might be of interest to me. And when I was done, I said, this looks good. We went, re- went to Amazon and bought it. They talk about because um, uh, I had different projects, different, uh, different vendors. So if you want to look for a new yarn vendor or knitting bag vendor, they talk about that. They talk about shows that they've been to. They also talk about books that they're reading because Laura is a librarian for a local school. So they talk about different books, books that might be appealing to your children that are not knitting. Just, you know, if your kid is 10 years old, here's a book that might be of interest to him. Uh, They're very much into science fiction and fantasy. So they talk about what they're reading on their Kindle. They also take questions from a a forum group. You know, how did you pick out your first spinning wheel? And they talk about how, you know, the process they went through. And like I said, they're not saying that the way that we are doing it is the way you should do it. They're saying, this is how we did it. So if you are a knitter, this is a interesting podcast. It runs about an hour. They record on Sundays and it usually comes out on Mondays. So Knitgirls.com if you're a knitter. Okay. Vicky, get on it. Yeah, I'm a
2: knitter. <laughs> That'll never happen.
1: <laughs> well,
0: once a nurse, always a nurse. And there is a podcast that I think is just so funny. Um, it's called Sawbones. It's by a husband and wife team. Uh, he is not a doctor. She is, and it's about medical history. And I've been working myself up through the um, the feed because they have quite a few episodes. They've been doing it for quite some time. But some of them are just really interesting. And it's a husband-wife team, Dr. Sydney uh, McElroy and her husband, Justin. And I think he has had a podcast in the past. But they have just this really wonderful banter that goes back and forth. And you do learn something in the process, although... Um, as a doctor, you know, she said, please don't take my advice, which is (laughs) great. Nothing she says should be taken as advice. But I I really recommend it because it's just interesting as far as medical history and how some of the lame brain uh, concoctions and treatments they came up with to treat things. um, uh, It's amazing that they actually did that. But some of the subjects if you go down through the feed um like you know self-surgery and baldness and um you know self-surgery yes, yeah, self-surgery <laughs> I, that's my next one on the list i haven't listened to that one yet uh, lobotomies the whole thing wow. remember how they used to think of one flew over the cuckoo's nest with the frontal lobotomy, but um you know rabies. It's just, she has a myriad of subjects and just, they're so funny to listen to. It's just entertaining. Mr.
2: Reese's sex box.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, um, the one I'm, I half listened to, I've got to finish it later today is Appalachian folk medicine, which folk medicine has always kind of interested me because to me it's like one foot in, um, truth and one foot, you know, maybe like a placebo type of thing. So, I, I highly recommend if you if you have any uh you know, d- if you're a nurse or a healthcare worker or you just like medicine and you know self-diagnosing. <laughs> so uh <laughs> sawbones, just really entertaining. Even if you don't like medicine or anatomy, it's just really entertaining about uh the history of, of medicine. I I really recommend it. I'm having a really wonderful time listening to that. Yeah, I like that. All
2: right. it's it me next? My next one is uh another radio talk show. Um I sort of fell into this. Um I don't remember who told me about it, but it was at the back of my mind. Um, and um I felt uh I found that the podcast in one of my feeds because it was a suggestion to me as a as a good uh podcast and it's called Here's the Thing. Um and it's by uh uh W N Y C uh, radio um, and it's hosted by Alec Baldwin. Um, uh, I don't know how you feel about Alec Baldwin, but the, the talk show is pretty good. He, um, yeah, he's, you know, he... Alec Baldwin is Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Um,
0: but um, it's his wife I have issue with. for <laughs> yeah.
2: yoga, for weird yoga stuff. Oh yeah, she's she's a bit strange. Um, <laughs> yeah, think. Yeah, and and he, he he has to hold on to his temper, for it, but he does very well on this talk show. He doesn't yell at people or call them pigs or anything like that. Um, <laughs> but he. um, uh, interviews uh, different people. Uh, generally, they're uh, people in the business, show business, actors, and stuff like, uh, like that. Um, and if you really want to... Uh, he goes really deep into their their craft. Um, and um, if you're into... Um, if you're an actor, you're interested in, in those kind of shows, like behind-the-screen kind of... Uh, uh, Shows like what's the name of the show with the Lipton guy? It's sort of like that show. Oh, um, the Actor Studio. Yeah, it's sort of like that, and and, and it's just <clears throat> another intimate conversation, and they're talking about uh, the craft. He the one that I really enjoyed was Billy Joel. Um, and it's about his his life and what he what his musical choices and how he came about writing different things, and and another one I enjoyed was um, what's it? David Letterman. Uh, and Michael Douglas, David Letterman, you, know, you, you rarely get a chance to hear anybody interview yeah, him. He's a sure. very private person. And it was very, it was cute. I, I enjoyed it. Um, the girl from Girls, Lena Dunham, I enjoyed that one. I stopped watching Girls after I listened to that because I, I never got into it. And um, she's an interesting girl. Very, very interesting girl. And how she came about um, getting her show on TV is interesting just uh, by having chance that she got that on. Um, she was lucky, very lucky. But fortunately, she also was very talented. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I sort of like that. I like um, to get inside how these people come about, uh, uh, some of the tricks of the trade, how do they um, uh, find their inspiration, those kinds of things. Because I don't find myself to be very artistic. I, I, I learn stuff by just brute forcing it into my head. I And then I don't have imagination about how to use it. Sometimes I, I always like to solve other people's problems. They bring the problem to me, and they go, "Oh, that's how I can use this." But I never can think of it on my own how I can use without my knowledge or uh, like. I'm, I'm talking about in terms of programming. I'm, I can't. I learn a language and go, "Okay, uh, give me a problem. Somebody give me a problem." I can't think of a problem to solve. Um, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be a one uh, to. Um, I just like to see how people think, what the artists, how artists uh, become inspired, and that's the reason why I watch a lot of talk shows like that where they had intimate conversations with people who are completely the opposite of me. But that doesn't mean that I want to learn how to knit. <laughs>
1: of course, it does.
2: <laughs> Though that is, that takes artistic ability too. But I, I'm not a hand kind of person. I would, I tried to knit and I, I made a mess of it. You know, I'm, I'm I just. Can't do that. <laughs> Don't have very good can't eye coordination. For you
1: is like cooking for me. So
2: exactly, it exactly.
0: Is. <laughs> well, Vicki, I agree. I think it's inter- you know, as as an artist, I think it's really interesting to see people's process, their thought process. Yeah. Why, you know, what compels them to either write something or paint something, uh, mm-hmm. to write a play. The way they, what do they draw on? for their mm-hmm. inspiration, mm-hmm. you know, is it recent? Is it past, you know, things that influence them? I, I agree with you. I like that a lot too, to hear about, um, you know, people's process more or less.
2: Yeah. Like that's for the I'm interested in writing and I've been writing practically all my life. I never showed anybody this. And I don't even tell people till now, I probably did that I, I write a lot of my thoughts and then I erase it or throw it away. Because I don't oh,
1: no, think don't it, do oh, that. you shouldn't do that. I don't have think it's... Day one. You should get day one for journaling.
2: Yeah, I probably should. Yeah, and I
1: believe I have day one. I don't. I don't use it every single day, even though I have a pop up that tells yeah. me I should. But I believe you can put a lock on it so that just in case someone else uses their computer, they don't get access to it. Yeah, I,
2: it. I, I, I'm sort of like those people that paint stuff and they don't want to see people to see it because they don't think it's right. It's not perfect. I'm like that in a lot of ways. If something's not exactly the way I want it then I'll throw it away. I'll cook something. Oh, it's not right. I'll toss it. I don't want to even. Perfection. Perfection is the enemy of good. It is. It is. It is. is. Mm. But I don't, I get nervous about it. And then I second guess myself and I just, Mm. but that's, that's what I want to know. I want to know how to start it, you know, because I'll get bits and pieces together and then I go, I don't like that. I don't like this. I don't like, and I can't move forward with what I'm but I'm working say,
0: on one of my art professors said he he gave us several good things for advice he said number one before you get one good painting you're going to have to paint 500 you got to get brush mileage you yeah. know onto your onto your brushes two you're you will learn more from your mistakes than you will from your successes and I think that's true because when you make a mistake either if you're writing a story and it is not working I mean I took a uh, a painting workshop with this artist, uh, yeah. uh, an oil painting workshop. And she was saying something about how she wipes down. And she said, you know, if it's, if it's not going where I want it to go, I just wipe it down and I start over. Mm-hmm. And I, it doesn't have to be a masterpiece. You know, it, mm-hmm. you have to get mileage in order to do that masterpiece. And I yeah. think that's the same thing. As long as you're writing, that's the
2: hardest part. Yeah, I just... Because most but, people look but, at a blank page and they say, oh, I can't I don't care it, if anybody you know? ever reads it. I enjoy writing. So I just I do mean, it, you know, and mean, it just... Yeah.
1: How many times have you written a review for my Mac and you turned it into John for editing and you thought, oh, my God, this is just a pile of garbage. Every time I write he sends one. And then <laughs> yeah. he sends it back to you and says, this is perfect. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I go I you upload, upload it. And you're like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah. But everyone is their own worst
1: critic. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Right yeah. And that's another thing my prof- Professor said it's not up to us to critique our work it's up for the critics to critique the work and i kind of agree. i definitely agree with that that's you know true. because that's true. if that's the case you're, we're always so critical and we're, the doubt that the you know kind of creeps in you'll never complete anything but to yeah. me i just think the fact that you're writing every day you know because julia cameron if you have ever read the artist way she said i every did morning, yeah just- i have yeah you do your morning pages and they're mindless you get the junk out of
2: your mind so you can do the work yeah. and that's really Exactly. I had a conversation with a guy about my my you know not wanting to write or people to see my writing, and he gave me a copy of that book, and I finally read it maybe three years, three years ago or so, and I I said, oh my god, this is good. Then I put it aside and never looked at it again.
0: (laughs) The morning pages, but
2: in in essence, you're kind
0: of doing the morning pages, and then once you get that down, I mean, that's that's stuff that you never show anybody. But then you then you do the work, then you get you can get the junk out of the way, yeah, and you're. In your head to do, you know, the real writing, you know, and that's always important. And then, who knows what you've just written might spurn an idea. It might be a seed or a kernel of an idea that you can continue on to write about.
1: Yeah, get yourself day one or some sort of journaling app. Yeah, and I have it on my on my iPad and my Mac. And then, even if it's all, even if all you write is today, I feel lazy today.
2: That's it. I have to do it a lot. like, Like I said,
1: it's out of your head. Yeah. And you can move on. I wish I or hadn't. you might write 10
2: pages. I wish I hadn't thrown away the stuff I wrote when I was in college because I could compare that to where I am now. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm not that bad. <laughs> That's really true. But I thrilled. tossed and all it's that. also And
1: it's also a good way to, for you to watch your progression.
2: Yeah. 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 You know, in
1: December, you go back to January and you read what you've written throughout the course of the year. And you can see, like, how yeah. your life has changed yeah. You know, people that you've met or people that have dropped out of your life or health issues or yeah. vacations yeah. you've taken or just how your writing has gotten better. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, it right. Sounds good. Something to look into. Mm-hmm. So my next one that I like to listen to every week is called Cruise Radio, and it can be found at cruiseradio.net. And I, my husband I loved I love to cruise. <laughs> Part- nope, nope, not interested in him. <laughs> I like taking cruises in fact my husband and I are leaving this weekend for a cruise number 12. Wow. Oh. <laughs> it's a, it's we've taken this ship before, we've taken this itinerary before, but you know when you just you know comes to okay it's cold and it's really dry here and there's no humidity and it's 20 degrees versus 80 degrees in the beach. 80 degrees in the beach wins every time. Yeah. So cruiseradio.net is a great place to listen. You know, it's, it's, that's where the podcast is hosted. But not only do they have the podcast there, but they have reviews on the different ships, on different itineraries, different ports of call. They have cruise deals. They have travel tips, so information like, you know, what to bring with you, what not to bring with you, different things that are going on in the cruise industry. Uh, Doug, a man named Doug Parker hosts this. He's out of uh, Jacksonville, Florida. And he talks about, I mean, he takes tons of cruises. And they talk to people in the cruise industry about new ships that are being built or new itineraries. Uh, uh, Royal, Royal Caribbean has put out some new ships this year. So they talk about those. I mean, some of these ships are just unbelievable. Uh, new new um, venues that they have within the ships. Like, uh, what is his name? Guy, how do I say it? Guy Ferrari? Is that how you say his name? Fieri. Fieri. Guy Fieri. <laughs> he has a lot of burger joints on different carnival ships.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: which is kind of cool. But you know, each his podcast runs about 20 minutes every week. He talks, like I say, he talks to people that ha, he talks to uh, people that have just gotten off a of cruise, people like you and I who have just gotten off a of cruise talks to them. about how was it? How was embarkation? How was debarkation? How was the meals? How was your stateroom? What were the ports like? So you hear firsthand from other people, what these different places are like. So if you like cruising, or you're thinking about cruising this is a good one to listen to. Like I said, it's very short, about twenty minutes, so it doesn't take up a lot of your time. So Guy, we-
0: Guy Fieri, I, you know, the only thing with him, it's like it's clogging my arteries just to watch him eat. I <laughs> feel like I'm I'm having I'm in the throes of a heart attack because everything he eats is like meat and greasy and oh I don't know. I, well, I, I'm not- well, let me
1: tell you about about <laughs> cruising. I eat every meal on a cruise like <laughs> it's my last.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: I mean, And it's funny because when you're on a cruise, and this this doesn't matter what cruise ship you're on, when you have dinner, for example, you can order anything you want on the menu. It's not like going to a restaurant where if you order five things, you have a bill for five of those items. The food is included on your passage. Mm -hmm. So I will have something like maybe Caesar salad and shrimp cocktail followed by, oh, I don't know, say a chicken breast with a baked potato and vegetable. Followed by oh my gosh, <laughs> chocolate mousse and coffee. Oh, yeah. and they have rolls on the table. There is no way I can eat like that every night.
2: There then then they have tea life. time, and then they have all, uh, lunch, and then they have <laughs> yeah. It's just like yeah. you can eat nonstop, and I do. Yeah, I'm Which just, is not, so how I'm I just not a fan of that that their food. Uh, to me, it's like Vegas food. You know that free stuff you get in mm-hmm. Vegas. I, I, I just this is, I just
1: this, is this, this is this is what I'm talking about. Is when you're sitting down at the restaurant, they mm-hmm. also have the buffet, which was where we mm-hmm. eat for lunch and breakfast. Is at the I buffet, just... but they also have 24 hour pizza.
2: Yeah, so yeah, yeah.
1: That, the that's the what I ate
2: a lot. That and the yogurt, because I just couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't eat the the food. I, I, I've been on some cruises and I wasn't ex- impressed with the food at all. I, I went on one cruise where the the chef only spice the chef do was salt and pepper. It was oh, just man. that bad. I've had some bad experiences on cruises. oh uh, yeah, but some
1: cruise lines yeah. have been better than others. I'm not yeah. going to say they're all stellar, uh, yeah. but but I, like yeah. I said, I eat, I eat like it's my last meal, yeah. and I' really honest to God believe it's
2: the sea air. There's something yeah, about yeah, you're more active, you're moving around, you're doing stuff, you're on the go, you know, you're, yeah, you're walking, you know, even if you're on a tiny ship, yep. you can take
1: the elevator up and down. But boring, you can't though. take. But there's no way. Yeah. But see, like I'm saying, like if you're on the fourth floor and your restaurant's on the tenth floor. Oh yeah. yeah you yeah. can take develop, You can take the elevator up. But if you're at the back of the ship and you need to get to the front of the ship, there's walk. no other choice but walking.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah. you have to walk.
2: Well, I get sort no, of. No I get, I get sort of stir crazy uh, if I don't see the land. So I walk a lot. I'll get up at night and be walking all around because it, it drives me crazy uh, if I don't see land for a uh, significant period of time. Um, so, um, I am hyperactive on a cruise.
1: (laughs) See, and and I'm like that home, but on the cruise, it's the only time that I just totally cut off from the world Yeah, because I don't have internet. I don't have the internet. I read a lot. It's like, I bring my Kindle. I do a lot of reading and I'm up there on deck when it's sea day
2: and I am worshiping the sun. And another thing, you don't have to carry your luggage around. You get you you're, you have a floating hotel, so That's right. it's comforting. You just sit back, you kick back, and relax, and you can read. You know, that, it's a perfect vacation because everything is inclusive and paid for,
1: right? So, and you don't need to bring a lot of clothes because you get up in the morning, you put your bathing suit on, yep, and your bathing suit on is on until you go to dinner at night, yep.
0: See, I have no desire to ever go on a cruise. I've oh. been on one, yeah. uh, a miniature
2: cruise, but no, I, I just. I don't know. It's yeah, just I not my I I, I get I know that I get sort of hyper because I can't see land. Yeah. And then I'm I'm very picky about my food, you know, so mm-hmm. I yeah, I know for me I will me, go I, I will go' 'cause they're cheap. You know, and then I wanna well, hang out with my friends. That's why we're going. We
1: weren't originally going to go this year, but yeah. Cyber Monday had an incredible yeah, deal. Yeah, really cheap. Yeah.
2: And if so you, I wanted to go to the feel. rainforest, and I said, hey, a cruise is the cheapest way to go, and I could see more of it you know, that way. So I took a Panama cruise mm-hmm. yeah, and hung out with my see, friends. The thing, and-,
1: and the thing is with us, we don't do – like when I book an excursion, I do it through an outside party because doing it through the ship is just way too expensive. Yeah, it
2: it and is. it's
1: too short. It's too yeah. short. If I do it through an outside party, we have more time, and it still costs less money, yeah. which, is, which is better,
2: and more time yeah. on the beach. We don't tour. We go out to the beach. I don't either. That's the way money. I just want to go to the beach. I say it's a waste of money, you know. And we, what we did, we went to the Panama. We, we hired a cab driver. This guy drove us all over all day long. Took us to all the places that the locals go, and mm-hmm. um, it was just, it was a lot of fun. So next time if I go to an, on another cruise with this friend, that's what we plan on doing. We're gonna, yeah.
1: It's less funny and you get a better flavor. We did that in St. Lucia. Yeah. We yeah. went, we didn't have, we, we had an excursion. We were on a bus, mm-hmm. but he, six mm-hmm. hours took us all over the island, different attractions. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was like 30 bucks.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, so there's no way we could have done that through the yeah. ship. Exactly. So that was really nice going through the whole island, spent like an hour and a half on the beach. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the time was spent, you know, checking out different things. So. Yep.
2: The, 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 well, cab, the, the-, the local people are sitting right outside when you walk out, ready to take you. You know, I mean, a mm-hmm. guy told me, right. okay, 30, he, he, he said uh, $40 all day long for the two of us. I went, all day?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, which is a fantastic price. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Well, while you're on
0: the beach, there's my the last two podcasts I'm going to quickly say is overdue. Which I think you guys might like this. This is um, a podcast that you read the book and then you tune into the podcast because they discuss the book. And oh. they don't always take the, the heroine side sometimes as the protagonist. So I really like Overdue. I've just started that. I've been, so, I reread so, um, so they, they a book.
2: Pardon me? So they have a book that you're supposed to read.
0: Yeah, you can. They have a link on their website too that Mm -hmm. you can actually buy the book. Like for instance, um, I'm right now. I'm into Wild. I just read Cheryl Strayed's Wild. Uh, I I bought it on iBooks. So now I'm going to tune in to see hear them discuss the book Wild. And I actually liked Wild Mm -hmm. uh, because I didn't hike the Pacific Crest Trail, but you know, hey, I took. 300 bucks. I went to, went to Paris, but still (laughs) I found that I really could relate with the, with her. Uh, she was young, she was 26. She was older than I was at the time, but still, I liked the way that she wrote about what was going on mentally, like her mother's death and all of these things created a perfect storm for her to, you know, just throw caution to the wind and say she was going to hike the Pacific crest trail. And she was woefully, uh, you know, uh, unprepared for that. But I, I'm going to, I just finished that. So I'm listening to this podcast, have them discuss it. And so what I like about it is that if you download Overdue, then you can go to the feed and like they have discussed in Cold Blood. So you can kind of reread these old classics, mm-hmm. um, The Handmade Tales by Margaret Atwood. God, I read that years ago. Mm-hmm. And then listen to them discuss it, which I really like. I think they have a good rapport as well. And the last one for me is Slate, Um, people that have gone to Slate.com, they pretty much know it, and uh, they, they, um, uh, I just, oh my gosh, I just messed up. I meant Slate's Book Club, not Overdue. Overdue, okay, so Slate's Book Club, three of them discuss Cheryl Strayed's um, Wild. Sorry about that. Overdue, but the thing is the same, but Overdue, they have... uh, See, that's the problem. I did two at once. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Overdue has In Cold Blood, and they have The Handmaid's Tale. Sorry, they didn't do Wild. That's the -hmm. Slate's Audiobook Club. Sorry about that. There's three of them discussing it. But they're both very much the same. Mm -hmm. And um, that's why I kind of included them both, because Overdue and the Slate Book Audio Club... They basically, you know, you read the book and you can listen to the discuss it. And uh, right now I'm rereading um, uh, Lolita and also Animal Farm. So both of those are really nice that if you have a book on the beach, Elisa, you know, you can read these like Cheryl's and then tune into the podcast and listen to discuss it. It's just mm-hmm. kind of a critique. And sometimes that, that's really nice because it gives you a different overview or um, an experience, you know, kind of like a book club. That, you know, when people are discussing a book, you hear different points of view and you think, oh, I didn't really see it that way. I came out of it, you know, totally with a different um, perspective on it. Because we do that in the book club all the time. You know, I find that being part of a book club is really, it's quite nice because, you know, some people hated the book Wild. And I'm just, I thought, why? Why did you absolutely hate it? And they were very angry that she was so woefully unprepared when she took on this uh trail and i thought well that to me that was the joy in discovering how she um you know found that strength within herself to deal with ad- ad, you know adversity so these are both kind of like a being in a virtual book club so overdue and the slates audio book club yeah that's wow. it for me
2: wow that's pretty good <laughs> okay i have one final one and it is another one of my talk shows. <laughs> but this is about yeah. jazz. Uh, it's called uh, Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired. And um, oh. she does exactly what I want to know. She asks what inspires the people uh, who inspire you and how to create people create. And that's pretty much the reason why I love jazz and I also uh, want to understand what how creative people create. And she talked to different artists uh, about the creative process and how their passion for jazz inspired their work. Uh, she actually talked to, one of my favorite was Neil deGrasse Tyson. And she talked about um, the connection between music, math, and science. And And then Neil deGrasse has this passion for blues uh, too. I'm not a big blues person. Um, but I can appreciate it. And it... It's very interesting. Um, Robert Redford talked about how jazz inspired him. And he you, you started talking about some of his uh, um, movies and, and the music that was in it. And they were like, you're right. There's a lot of uh, jazz in his music. And he talked about his early life where he met um, some very influence, influential jazz uh, people. And he was friends with them. And when I went like, my God, I, I didn't realize you were that old, Robert Redford.
1: <laughs> but oh, he is, but he's still. Oh.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that he, all of that stuff he took in and incorporated, it. and you can actually sort of when, when you go back and look at some of his movies, you can feel it—the flow of his music. His movies are like that, and um, how that inspired him. Um, I love the show. It's really um, guy. Um, Searle's brother told me about this show, uh, Judy Cobbmark, Hmm. because we both were talking about how we love jazz um, when we were at Mac, the last Mac, uh, the previous Mac world. And uh, I really appreciate that. So I want to say thanks for that. And that's my last one. Thank you for that one because I love jazz. I really
0: do. I I didn't know about this one. So I'm downloading it as we speak, actually. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs)
1: my last one is more of a niche podcast. It's uh, called The the Podcast Method. There's been four episodes so far. And it's really for people who either are currently uh, have a podcast or are thinking about starting a podcast. And it's hosted by Dan Benjamin, who is the owner of the 5x5 Network. And if you look, there are just a buttload of shows. I mean, they have so many different shows in the 5x5 Network. Did you say boatload? Buttload. (laughs) (laughs) Let's call it like it is. <laughs> okay. That's what I, th- I thought I misheard him. Okay. <laughs> I'm being still being polite, still being polite. But he talks about what it takes to have your own podcast, and it's it's interesting. He talks about uh, microphones and uh, recording equipment and. Uh, How do you get advertisers and how that works? You know, uh, if you're listening to Audible.com for the umpteenth time in a podcast, why are you hearing Audible.com for the umpteenth time in a podcast? So it's it's he's not telling you that there's uh, if you do this, then this will happen. He's just saying, okay, this is what's worked for me. This is what you want to do. You can spend $50 on a microphone. You can spend $500 on a microphone. This is the difference, and this is why you might want to get that $500 microphone. So I think it's kind of interesting uh, as a podcaster to try to pick up some tips because we're always trying to make the sound quality better. A a big issue that uh, we have at 3 Ladies is Skype. And I know a lot of people have that issue with Skype. But unfortunately, until something else comes along that is made specifically for podcasting, Skype is what we need to use. So I'm hoping to pick up some tips that will help us get better sound quality for mm. our podcast. So if you are interested in podcasting in any way, the podcast method might be something worth looking into. Like I said, uh, I just listened yesterday to episode number four. So it's a relatively new podcast. So if you just go to 5x5.tv, you can find that podcast and a list of all the other podcasts that the 5 by 5 network uh, hosts. Mm. So I guess that wraps up our podcast for today. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, if you want to get in touch with us, whether it's to comment on this podcast or share with us your favorite TV shows or movies that we're going to talk about in future episodes, you can get in touch with us at three geekyladies.com with the number three spelled out. Our Google plus community information is there. We'd love for you to join the community. Our Twitter information, Facebook group, we, we want to hear from you. You know, we would like to have some give and take. We would also like it if you would review us or leave a star rating on iTunes because it helps other people find us. We would truly appreciate that. And I would just like to say thank you so much for listening. And we'll talk to you next time. People, my name is Peter Bird, and I'm the host of the Deep Look podcast. The idea behind the show is that we talk to our guests, and we learn more about them—the subjects, the people, the things that shape their lives, or the things they're interested in, or the things they would possibly want to know more about. Basically, we just like to look a little deeper and see what's there, and to learn. If that appeals to you, or you like that idea, or if even if you have a guest that you think we should try and speak to, then. Come on by and give us a go. We are part of the Stoplight Network.